there, everybody, and welcome to Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Utsader, Fiorunta. Hey, guys. Hey, Phil. Welcome to Step On In. Exactly. Speak into your mic. I'm that's how, that's called the Doppler effect. I'm trying. When you're far away, you don't dip to then you come up to the microphone. You're right there. I'm trying not to pop the mic on my first hey. You guys oh, have spoken go. to me about that in the past, yeah, and I'm trying to come up with a solution. That far back, then they can't hear you. In that felt there like microphone. an overcorrection. Okay. Yeah, felt like I, MLB saying no more tie All Star games. I know we'll have it decide the World Series I don't home field advantage. That because I'm the sports outsider, and that's the premise of the show. It, it is. We're all comedians living in Los Angeles. You guys know a lot about sports. I don't know so much. And even I don't know that we know a lot about sports per I mean, se. We're we're avid sports fans. No, when but. you guys come over, you're like fantasy league bah, 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 trading pitchers. <laughs> that's not that's really that sports. Like, that is. That's, that's I don't know. That's what we sound like. That's sound he's like. got our number. You're like I'm gonna trade a catcher for an outfielder. Those are two positions. Yep. Yeah. Phil, Phil Good in, job. Our, in our league, no one would give you a decent outfielder for a catcher because <laughs> I never people have really acknowledged. I never said decent. It could be any kind. All right. I just in general though, we we've really devalued catchers throughout the league. So and that's why I'm a sports outsider, Joel. Yeah, I got but you. we're gonna have another sports outsider on. Senator Bernie Sanders is yeah. on hey, today. Senator we say from, that, but, uh, uh, Vermont. but supposedly a pretty good basketball player, I've heard, played basketball in his youth. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, he also, always shoots free throws and does it pretty well. That was that was one of the, the Bernie legends that, that came out played, in the campaign uh, Stickball. In Brooklyn. That was, yes, he did. I thought that because, was Larry King. No, because I read his uh, book. I read the Bernie Sanders book. Or I'm halfway through the Bernie Sanders book, and I got through his childhood already. And he was he's like, I used to play stickball. And I'm like, how freaking old? Like, oh. how you're an old person. So I Bernie feel like it would have been book? baseball by then. Yeah. Presumably that they're distributing to free to those people who uh Oh, who no, it's like 25 bucks. It. Oh, how about but, that? You know what? You can ask him about this. $27, so you know they have money for that book. <laughs> you, can, you can ask him when he's on. We'll have him on. <laughs> All right, yeah. And I guess it's because Vermont has uh, decided that on the high school level, they're going to recognize Ultimate Frisbee as a varsity sport. Yeah. That's, that is one of the most Vermont things I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life. The book is called Our Revolution. Because it's not my revolution or Bernie's revolution. It's our revolution. Well, speaking it's of mostly non-GMO ice cream. Yeah. Frisbees have a bunch of revolutions to them if you're throwing them right. That's so. true. And we have a new Wide World of Weird Sports. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. Yeah. But first, geopolitics and sports don't mix. Let's mix them. Geopolitics and sports brought to you by Fruit Roundup. Fruit and you roll it up and you shove it in your mouth and taste good. You see, it just seems like a waste of money for the Fruit Roundup company. <laughs> Look, the CEO's grandson wants to be a voiceover guy. He makes. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one who breaks the news to him. I just he he might not be the best one. All right. That's all I'm saying. UCLA basketball already leads conference in steals. Whoa. Subheadline. <laughs> school officials. Don't worry, it's not the Adidas probe. <laughs> uh, celebrity freshman uh, Leangelo Ball, as well as Cody Riley and Jalen Hill, have been charged with shoplifting some Louis Vuitton sunglasses from a store outside their hotel in Hangzhou. Wait, this is the Ball family balls? Like yes. the ones that have a Facebook watch show? Ball in the family? That is correct. All right. He's there. I know that Wait. because I like Facebook. Ball in the family? That's like all in the... Oh, that's... That's good. Yeah. That oh, is, that Joel, is you are so wrong title. right now. <laughs> yeah, the show I mean, I don't know how the show is, but oh, it's as titles go, it I got think like that's six million views in its first episode. So these, all of them were terrible. These three freshmen on UCLA, yeah. they're over in China, 
and they stole from a store, and now they're going to be charged with shoplifting, and it was very expensive, and that's that's bad. But shoplifting in China. Who? Here, here's here's the worst part, Joel. They're going to feel really stupid because the police told them these are knockoffs, <laughs> right? These aren't real. You're in China. Yeah. This is this, this is literally our economy. Yeah. This these are not real Louis Vuitton. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what is up with people who commit petty crimes? You know, like yeah, commit serious ones. No, but but it's like you're gonna commit a petty crime in a foreign country. It's like is, it's one thing if you decide to vandalize something here in America, where it's like, oh crap, I might have to do community service. But it's like, oh, like the guy in Singapore that got caned yeah, for vandalizing. This is one car. of those like, okay, yeah. growing up in the Midwest, my mom would often threaten me with, I will send you to a Chinese prison. Oh, if you don't shape up. So it's like I racist. knew. I knew right off the bat, if I was ever abroad, I'm not going to commit a crime. Yeah. Though, in fairness, American prisons are probably worse than Chinese prisons. Definitely more crowded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a real epidemic. Right. Yeah. So, but I was trying to explain why this was a big deal. Uh, after this, was, this news story came on to Allison, my fiance, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, it's a big deal because they, they shoplifted in China, and now this is an international thing. And she asked correctly, why are they in China? <laughs> And That's I guess it didn't occur to me as a sports insider that it's weird to someone why why are two Pac-12 teams or why is Georgia Tech an ACC team playing UCLA in Shanghai? Because yeah. that's where the money is. That's what the money's for. Yeah. Plus, it's early November. There's no classes for these student athletes to be attending. <laughs> of course they're going to go to well, China. Well, it's because Alibaba presents the <laughs> Pac-12, this Pac-12 game. This is the third year they've done it. They've just re-upped for three more years. Um and uh, Chinese authorities have 37 days to decide whether uh, to obtain official approval for an arrest, says Margaret K. Lewis, a Seton Hall professor of law specializing in the Chinese legal system. Mm -hmm. Oof. Currently, they're under a house arrest at the luxury hotel the team was staying at while the legal process plays out. Oh. They have their run of the hotel but cannot leave the hotel. That's ah! like the, uh, the, the people who were arrested in Saudi Arabia. They're also in like a five-star hotel and they can't leave. I was going to say like Home Alone 2. But oh, that works too. Also, yeah. yeah. When there is, is, Donald Trump walks in and he's like, "You Kevin McAllister, you great, you great, you're alone, you great." <laughs> That's what he did. This is absolutely a fun slapstick comedy. You home alone? You're home alone, kid. Because that great. That's great. Uh, Donald Trump sounds like professor. Impression. Professor Lewis explained further: if formal charges are brought against the basketball players, the conviction rate in China is over ninety nine percent. Yikes. <laughs> Don't say. I wonder, it must be those sharp attorney generals. <laughs> well, they, Solid prosecutors they well, have in China. Well, she explains what's, what's important in this early stage is what charges are brought, because once they are brought, it becomes an issue of what the sentence will be, not whether they will be found guilty or not. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, when I was doing research for this story, I noticed that Margaret K. Lewis, a Seton Hall professor and Chinese legal scholar, mm -hmm. had herself a week. I, I believe it. Her phone, she was given quotes to USA Today, Atlanta yeah. Journal-Constitution, ESPN, Sports Illustrated. She's yeah. all over the map answering, bada-bing, yeah. Oh, that's 37 days. Oh, it's two months for the investigation to play out. Oh, CNN, hello. ESPN, hello. Alibaba.com, hello. <laughs> When you go into Chinese legal scholarship, this is pretty much the dream scenario. Oh, it's her Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, you uh, the only way it could get better is if a Kardashian were involved <clears throat> somehow. Because uh, then you'd get that sweet, sweet e-money. 
All right, and I know this is gonna this is gonna bum everyone out, but now those players aren't gonna get to play in the game. Oh <laughs> yeah, shoot! They shouldn't have stolen the glasses. Uh, yeah. UCLA practiced uh, Wednesday and was scheduled to visit Shanghai Disneyland, which now they can't even enjoy. <laughs> Coaches were aggressively enforcing the buddy system. Ugh. And saying, hey, don't let your buddy steal. <laughs> right. And to st- not steal those Mickey Mouse ears? It's so easy. You can yeah, shove it in you your can, basketball exactly. shorts, yeah. which are like, I was wearing baggy. these coming in. I'll tell you who's in real trouble is the three buddies who let their, their teammates down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, not, did not prevent them from committing this crime. To uh, steal sunglasses. Steal, and they're and here's the thing: they're Louis Vuitton sunglasses, so they're actually like you know like five thousand dollars. So this is technically yeah. grand larceny. Um, uh, this is just this is one of those things where I'm, I'm like, it'd be one thing if you did it in the states, but to do it like why why if you're gonna commit a crime in China, what are you doing? Make it like murder. <laughs> like yeah. get your money's worth. Yeah, in for a well, penny, in for a penny. The Chinese have been stealing from us for years. It's great. Uh, the Bruins were accompanied on their trip by an entourage, including the UCLA chancellor, the athletic mm-hmm. director, the cheerleaders, Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott, and mascot Joe Bruin, who was wow. silent when asked for a statement <laughs> on the incident. I, so I t- bet they were just doing it to impress the cheerleaders. So typical. Like, hey, Tammy, I can steal these sunglasses. No, you, you can't. Won't. Yeah, I will. Uh, LeVar Ball, father of LiAngelo Ball, his wife... Tina and their youngest son, LaMelo, are in China. LaMelo? LaMelo. They're with the team, of course. And yeah. while they're in China, they're being filmed for their Facebook reality show, Ball and go. the Family. Nice. Which was recently renewed for a second season. Yeah, it was. So if you had LeVar Ball. seasons on Facebook? Uh, they're trying to compete with TV. They're going to spend a billion dollars on content next year. Holy crap. Yeah. How do I get in on that? That's uh, a little late. My company's in on that. You are not in on that. Yeah, well, usually you have to be on Facebook first. <laughs> yeah. And Joel. you have to be okay. able to package big talent with large followings, Joel. Okay, open a Facebook account. They Text. put a premium on brevity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you had, so here's the thing: of all this, if you had Lavar Ball as the individual to start World War Three in your snarky office pool, <laughs> oh, yeah. you win. Now who's wasting picks on a culture war, Gene? <laughs> uh, <It's> John. <laughs> Uh, if uh, convicted of grand larceny, the players could face a prison sentence of between three and ten years, according to Chinese criminal law. Woof. Look, this is not likely. That's not likely. And Chinese legal scholar Margaret K. Lewis <laughs> oh, offers up a bit of uh, advice. The best approach at this moment is getting a qualified, savvy defense lawyer in China. Well, Isn't yeah. that I mean, always? Who, the, who, when, who, in what country is that not? Well, your here's move? the thing: by qualified savvy defense lawyer, she means anyone well connected. Yeah, there we just go. anyone well connect. Please, just do that. Yeah. Uh, in a statement, packed. Want to go down to the store and pay for? Don't steal some palm grease because you're going to be greasing palm. Oh, oh I thought it was for cooking. <laughs> That'd be palm oil. Oh, palm try, oil. Try, to, try to get it right. In a statement, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said the conference was directing specific questions about what transpired to UCLA because fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not handling This is your fucking problem. Oh, yeah. You deal with it. Uh, the good news is there's a strong likelihood that the three UCLA basketball players uh, arrested Tuesday for shoplifting will face 20 days of house arrest in the hotel. Few. And then this is the likely punishment from a source, and they will not be permitted to visit the country again. <laughs> That's going to be oh, real darn. trouble yeah. 30 years from now. 
Yeah, I yeah. would say big trouble in the Republic of China. <laughs> Ball in the family! <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. College football rivalry trophy goes missing. Which one? <gasps> Subheadline, don't worry, it's not a real rivalry trophy. Oh, oh. phew. Is it? Is it the five dollars and pieces of chair? It is the not all time best trophy. It's not beats the chair. Is it the brown jug? No, going no. missing the second time in its illustrious history. Is it the no. palm oil? Palm? No, no, no. It, well, here's the thing. We'll take it back. It all began November of 2014, after the Yukon Huskies beat the University of Central Florida Golden Knights 37 to 29. Ah, they stole the Husky night. Oh, Jordan. You almost don't have to remind me. You probably could have just said the date, and I would have been able to tell you which game you're talking about. Coach Bob Diaco, in year one with the Huskies, feeling the high of the victory after the game, told reporters he wanted to create a rivalry with the Knights. Now, this was only the second time they had ever played. Yeah. Ever. Also, UCF already has a rival that is 90 miles down the road. It's another directional school in Florida, South Florida. Sure. But Coach Bob Diaco was certain he was onto something here. Quote, we're excited about this north-south battle. You want to call it the civil conflict? He asked reporters without a hint of sarcasm. Yikes. Reporters chuckled. Maybe I'll win my money and make a trophy. I'll buy it myself. Put a giant husky and a big giant knight on it. Make a stand. Put it in our hallway. The civil conflict. The loser. Maybe they've got to put nutmeg on the stand when it's not there. And we'll put a sack of oranges. What? Did he? Was he having a stroke? Do they... Do they- have a lot of nutmeg in Connecticut? I would assume so. Do they have not, a lot of not, oranges? Nutmeg's a spice. I they thought, do. Yes. Okay. I thought that it grew in more uh, like warmer tropical climates. Joel, you're focusing on the nutmeg, and you shouldn't be. Okay. <laughs> nutmeg's made of nuts. N- no. This, I mean, it it is a type of this nut. Is really okay. not the point of this. If you uh, get the huh. whole one, you can run it over a zester and get like fresh nutmeg every Some time. Some people put oh, it in their coffee. I yeah. tried it so too bitter. Are they bitter. called Meg nuts? And if then you, you if, get the nutmeg. Like there were the more chuckles from the reporters. <laughs> sure. Oh, how they laughed! Ha 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 ha! If only the laughter ended there. Yeah, should have moved on to the next topic. <laughs> in the spring, Diaco showed up at the conference's spring meetings with ideas about how to create rivalries in the fledgling conference as a way to generate more buzz and attention. He says he ran the idea about the civil conflict past the group. He says he ran it by his athletic director at UConn and made calls to UCF. He was doing this for real. You really feel for UConn. They don't have a rivalry. Sure. They they do in basketball. They right. do in women's basketball. UConn, uh, Tennessee. Yes. That's a classic. Right. Classic. Right. Less so since Pat Summit retired. Well, yes, of course. But, I agree. Uh, but you know, in, in if you're ranking all Joel, time, Joel, you can go ahead and talk right in that microphone. If, there, you're, bud. if you're ranking, <laughs> I got so animated. I about- could tell. So on June first, 2015, the official UConn Twitter account unveiled the trophy as well as a countdown clock until the next UCF game. Oh Jeez, yeah, they're really that's taking what, it seriously. That's what the world was missing was a countdown clock. How long is still our rivalry in the civil conflict? Well, let me, first of all, you guys poo pooed the idea of the civil conflict. Let me explain. Yeah. In conflict, they capitalize the FL 
Lowercase oh. I, capital C T. You see what they did there? Wow, oh, like Florida. That's alarmingly clever. Now I'm totally on board. It was a trophy. Do was... they have like an app where I can get the countdown clock on my phone? Because I don't know if I ever. You know, you're wanna... getting a little cocky yeah. now. That you got a smartphone, <laughs> Joel. Right with the big. It's the really big unbecoming. It's really unbecoming. Comedy. It's half the reason I finally did get a smartphone was because I was like, how am I going to know how long it is until the next UConn? Download the rock clock. UConn, and then you can UCF fall asleep and wake matchup. up whenever the rock does. That's a better app. Oh, I'm going to do, do that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it I only really... saves four hours a night and he works out three hours a day. It was a trophy that had a plaque on the top that said Civil Conflict, a little plaque logo of the Yukon uh, Husky and the Golden Knight, and a bunch of little nameplates to commemorate each game. Mm. The ridicule that ensued was almost instantaneous. Uh-oh. The entire internet mocked them. So much so that UCF disavowed any knowledge of the trophy, saying in a statement, they released a statement, we have no involvement with the trophy or creating a rivalry game with UConn. A week later, UConn coach Bob Diaco was defiant. He defended the rivalry to the New Haven Register. They don't get to say whether they're not they're our rival or not. Oh. We might not be their rival, but they don't get to say whether or not they're our rival. That's for us to decide. Oh, it's like Michigan State and U of M. Okay, well, that's well, not well, a fair comparison like, to make. Because no, U of M, they're they're like, oh, screw you, Ohio State, and then they're like, who's this Michigan State? Get off me! No, and yeah, Michigan State's like, you're our number one enemy. It's like, that's, oh, well, you're... okay, that that's interesting. Michigan State has beaten Michigan the last. No, I know. Yeah, Which you're is, not a rival. Yeah, What's your point? Yeah, not a rival, though. Ohio State's the rival. Yeah. Uh, Much as they say that, I'd ar- I would argue there's no game that Michigan wants to win more than OSU, but there's no game they fear losing more than Michigan State. Right, and that that's what makes a great rivalry. Well, sure. Yes. I'm not UConn saying it's a great rivalry. UConn UCF but... in 2015, so the trophy got to stay in Connecticut. Nice. And they did hoist it at the end of the game and take a picture. Ooh, got to stay in Connecticut. Just like real rivalry trophies. They took a picture at the end. They were holding it. Oh, that's yeah. great. This could be a real rivalry Please trophy. Please tell me yeah. UCF declined the trophy after beating them because that would be well, the perfect capper. Well, okay. So basically, new coach comes in for UCF in 2016 and soon became aware that he had a rivalry game that needed some attention. Shortly before the teams played in October of 2016, Frost, that's the new head coach at UCF, asked UConn, not to bring the trophy onto the field. Good. They were officially opting out of the rivalry. Please just don't do this. You're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. UConn brought the trophy out anyway. When UCF won, the trophy sat abandoned on a cold metal bench. Later, a UConn staffer was seen covering the trophy with a towel. Mm. Said UCF nose guard, Jemias Pittman, I didn't even know there was a trophy to be taken. Mm-hmm. God, this is like That's... an episode of The Office. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. had no idea the trophy was on the sideline, UCF head coach Scott Frost said. We certainly didn't leave it there intentionally. We informed them beforehand we weren't going to take part in it, and I didn't even know that it was on the field until I read about all the tweets and media reports. The trophy was last seen being put back into its crate, but nobody can recall which staffer boxed up the trophy. The following week, a defeated Bob Diaco announced at his weekly news conference that the trophy would no longer be part of the UConn-UCF game. Oh. And here's the thing. He seems, he seems pretty upset about this, guys. Quote, sure. I didn't create this thing out of nowhere. <laughs> did I think of the idea? <laughs> yeah, I did. This wasn't one-sided until they decided it should be. <laughs> and you know why that happened? I'm sure everyone could connect the dots on that one. Uh, it was well-intended. Apparently, I failed. (laughs) 
A reporter asked, what uh, will happen to the trophy? Diaco said, you want to make a coat rack out of it? But he never divulged exactly where the trophy had been placed. There are a few things that amuse me more than your uh, your college football coaches who try to maintain the the bluster that's associated <laughs> with, with with your more famous college football coaches with absolutely nothing to back it up. Like they're like, I know this is the role that I'm supposed to play, but then you know, no no awareness that it's like, oh, this is UConn, and I'm not even. That good of a coach in the pantheon of UConn no, coaches. Oh, he yeah. was fired that December. Oh, dear. Athletic department officials had the entire football facility searched to find the trophy. They came up empty. Mm. Uh, Scott Frost, via the AAC conference call this week, was asked if he knew about the trophy. That's the UCF head coach. Quote, is that an honest question? No, we have no idea. In fact, we've wondered where it is. We told them before the game... Last year, we weren't going to take the trophy if we won. It found its way on the sideline for some reason. The pictures on social media of it on the sideline were the last I'd seen of it. Bob Diaco was also asked. He's now He has a new job now. He's a, he's a coordinator for uh, University of Nebraska. Hey, Bobby Diaco. Bobby Diaco, via the Omaha World Herald, said, I've eliminated it from my mind. I put that experience in a chest, locked it, dumped it into the ocean, and I threw away the key. That's the important thing. I've thrown the key away. I don't even know it or what you're talking about because I've eliminated that whole painful part from my mind. What a wow. psychopath. Well, it really sounded like that was a confession and he just yeah. dumped the trophy in the Atlantic Ocean in yeah. a locked chest and threw away the key. And then he did a you-know-what-you-did-last-summer thing where he just like, we're never speaking about this again. And I got to say, it's a real shame because you know that trophy knew where Jimmy Hoffa was buried. Joining us now on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, uh, U.S. Senator from Vermont, uh, the one, the only, Bernie Sanders. Well, I don't want the bread, but I'm almost everybody's favorite guest. I am the people's politician. Uh, yeah. Did you know, did you know, Joel Jordan? Yes. That when I ran for president, the average donation was $27. Oh, to your campaign. $27 yeah. to my campaign. Well, you did kind of know that because that's almost the same as the price of your book. The price of my book, Our Revolution, yeah, is not my revolution. You buy the book, and it becomes your revolution, too. Oh. It's well, all of our revolutions. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I talk about playing stickball because I am 940 years old. <laughs> yeah. We, we talked with uh, Larry King about stickball. Oh, uh, yes. Did you ever run into him ago. back in your Brooklyn oh, days? Oh, I did, yes. Larry King, he was in his uh, mid-80s when I first <laughs> met him. I was a kid, but he would say, stop playing baseball outside of my apartment. He's much older than I am. and I'm very yeah. old. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason we have Jan uh, is we want to talk a little bit about, apparently, uh, the the sport, uh, air quotes, of Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, that's harsh, Joel. That's it, unnecessarily it is, harsh. yet I did it anyway. I'm afraid I have to disagree with you here, Joel. There's no air quotes around Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, I guess technically it's a sport. it is a sport. It's a sport. Uh, I can't. And Vermont is deemed it a varsity sport. It's elevated it above club level at high schools. It's mm -hmm. now going to be a sport you could letter in at Vermont high schools. Yes, it will. And you know what? I love this because ultimate frisbee is an inclusive sport. It's one of the most liberal of the sports. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to be coordinated. <laughs> you just have to be able to grab the disc. And go, what do I do with this? Here, you well, take being it. gangly often helps. Sometimes you have to be gangly. And you know what? Yeah. Gangly is the body type of the liberal. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. Yeah. 
Yes, you don't have to be in the top 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of strongest people in your high school to play. You can be the everyman. Right. You just have but, to take a plate and go, there I throw it. Well, you're going to want like. a real Frisbee. Well, yeah. Well, I, I came up playing stickball. So <laughs> I'm used to making do with what I have. Right. Did you? I'm not wearing a shirt right now. This is a garbage bag with armholes and a head hole cut I, out of it. I did notice that. Uh, it matches. Shirts <laughs> are the clothing item of the elites. Yeah. So, so growing up in Brooklyn, did you play like ultimate frisbee with pie tins? Or? No, we did not play ultimate frisbee because the ultimate frisbee came around much later. But, ultimate okay. plates. But I do. I appreciate the vision of ultimate frisbee, and I think there should be more liberal-minded sports in varsity uh, high schools so that everyone can play. I mean, I, I uh, agree with what you're saying, but I think most sports are are very are very are meritocracies. That's not true. It's, that's well, not it's true. like the football. best players. It does take football, for example. Okay. You got to buy the helmets. You got to buy the mouth quads. Okay. You got to buy the pants. Yeah. You got to buy the football itself. You got to paint lines onto a field. You have to have a whole open field. This is a fair point. The cost cost for entry okay. to football yeah, is very high. You got to buy popcorn. <laughs> you got to have Coca Cola. This is a big part of why soccer is so popular around the world. It's people have to wear uh, cleats. Not an ultimate frisbee. You can go in jeans. <laughs> Nobody kills. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I hate to point this out, Bernie, but uh, do you know seems what costs like a bit the of a- average football player three hundred thousand dollars just to outfit yourself That's for the football true. season? Wait, does yes, it's only the top one percent of one percent of one percent of one percent. Maybe three hundred dollars, but yeah, not. Well, if you consider the cost of building the stadium as well, it does cost them much. Goalposts. Goalposts are expensive. <laughs> and you know what? Every once in a while, goalposts, Even they fall Even with the down. building of the stadium, I feel like that's not true. Well, you need I the cheerleaders well, and the, the popcorn. Statistics. He talked about it. Uh, I got to tell you, though, Bernie, uh, the word ultimate sort of implies the top 1% of the 1% of Frisbee at play here. It True. really seems out of character for you to support a sport that has elitism built into its name. It's just the name, Joel. My last name is Sanders. That doesn't mean that I look good on a beach. Because that's not I accurate. don't get... Oh, because of the sand. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. See, you're not as dumb as you look. <laughs> look, there's other sports, too, that I think are even more liberal-minded. Well, well, what, so, what are some okay, sports yeah. you think example, would be good? For example... Hacky sack. Okay, that's definitely not. Hacky sack is one of the official sports of liberals everywhere. Well, I was gonna say it feels like this was a sport that was probably often played at your rallies. It was played at my rallies, and yeah. you know what? I learned how to hacky sack this year. And again, when I was at my rallies, it's not competitive in any way, I shape, would or form. Feel like so it's I really more have of to a, say it's not a sport, a game a than a sport. It's a no, yeah. it's about yeah. how many kicks you can keep in the air. You can play, uh, and you know what's great about right, that? But it's played collectively. A hacky sack. You can make for yourself for 30 cents. How? Uh, all really? you have to do is take a beer. You take a beer, you fill it with whatever garbage you have around the house <laughs> until it's the weight of a hacky sack, and then you just start kicking it around. Given, given that the price you know of a fancy... You know you do is just take some tape, you can wad it up, and yeah, then you can you just could. kick it around. But given that the price of a fancy store-bought hacky hacky sack is still what, You don't like need two, a store-bought one. See, you see, this is the problem. Is in football, you need a professional football, and hacky sack, kick whatever's around. I, I don't yeah. think that works. Well, I don't got, know. This, you, this find, seems you'll find a can, Go find a can, fill it with water, 
and yeah. then and then kick it around. Yeah, that's that, your practice. That sounds like you would hurt yourself. No. Like, well, you know, there's other. Also, there's other I don't games. see how you wouldn't be able to All do right, Joel, homemade football. Joel, pads. I, I understand that you're a contrarian. <laughs> You don't follow my vision. Okay. You're probably with the alt right. I get I, it. That's really Senator unfair, Sanders. I want to know. I want you to know. I'm on board with this. I, think I this appreciate. Is interesting. You know what? I could tell from looking at you that you would give me twenty seven dollars for my book, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I probably would. Here's yeah. another one. Right? Paw core. Paw again. Core. Paw core. But this. Paw core. Right. I this feel is, like a lot of people would qualify this as a sport, and and I see why, and it's definitely as much of a sport as say like figure skating. It is one of the most common man sports you can have because it's just walking around the yeah. city. You just right? walk around. You jump on top of a thing. That's fun. You, you kick in the air when you jump off of a thing. Look, you don't have to wear anything. You could wear a tuxedo. You could go naked. It doesn't matter. You can do parkour. It's also you don't have to of, wear shoes if you can't afford them. It's kind of dangerous. I don't know if you want to have varsity. That's why letter. we need universal single pale health care. <laughs> it's because of all the parkour it's because No, it's because then people could be free to play parkour. And uh, it would be absolutely free. The primary barrier to parkour the, is health insurance. Is our, is our current is, health is the, And health, right now, the 1% of 1% of 1% who controls... The Republican Party is trying to only give health care to the millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, the Republican domination of parkour is something that I don't think gets talked about enough. It's not talked about enough. Yeah. I agree. That's why I want a good, democratized, free parkour, just like free college, free parkour. I like, see, I like this because I want the kids going out there and I want them playing, staying fit and that sort of thing. And kind of just building that mindset from a young age, you know? You know, there's one more area of sport that I feel like is being ignored by the conservative right and the conservative left. What's that? And that's all of the sports that take place at Burning Man. <laughs> well, what well are I'm not, those? I've no. seen pictures of Burning Man. It seems like a lot of people who have a uh, vote for Bernie shirts or feel the burn shirts, it takes on the double entendre when you're there, <laughs> right? But I see them hula hooping, which I think is a very valuable sport. They're on stilts. That's a very valuable it's sport. A, it's really not There's a sport. There's trapeze artists. If they that's were playing a sport. That's impressive. It's impressive, but devil it's not a sticks. sport. That's a sport. Not a sport. Well. They swallow uh, sticks or swords. Unless you're seeing who can <laughs> swallow the most, it's not a sport. They do naked bike rides. That could be a sport. That absolutely could they be. They pilot dragons. If you're racing, then yeah, I can see and how these that are be. all. They should all be varsity sports. Boy, the I gotta The fact tell that you. they aren't is just another example of how the DNC... Took a, a very directed assault against my campaign. I was yeah. going to say, it's one of those things where I feel like four or five years ago, you were a lot more likely to see people just out in stilts, That's a, playing that with devil true. sticks. That and then in this, in this past four or five years, you've seen that on a constant decline, assaulted. In Trump's yeah. America, pardon my French, but they would call you a libtard. So, so I, I, I have to say, if, if football <laughs> is too expensive for the working man, how is dragon piloting going to... You make the dragon yourself. It's not a real dragon. Okay. Yeah, no, he's you be, make he's the dragon out of paper mache. You make the paper mache out of newspaper that you find inside the dumpster although you should read your newspapers it's very important it's not fake news i'm one of the last it's people real. left who does especially the ones that say i would have won not fake news oh okay all right and that's how i'm fixing varsity sports well thank you very much senator sanders well vote for bernie sanders in what in what whatever election. you're voting for 
And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Weird Sports, the worst uniforms in pro sports. Ooh, this sounds like fun. All right, we're going to have to zip through, guys, because this is a 25-thing list, and I'm not too parting this one. I will, right, wait, I will, wait, whoa. Wait, we're not, we're not we're, too parting it. We're not too parting it. We're going fast. Here we go. Number one, the Nashville Predators. That's, that, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yellow is not the most becoming color, especially when it comes to dark blue contrast and an odd logo. I'll grant you the colors aren't great. That's a fact. Uh, number two, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I don't like that one. I They've really tried don't. a couple different not times. It's not yeah, very good. It's really, yeah. it's no good. They may have landed the offseason's biggest fish, Zach Granke. But the unis are Boy, still did you just date that one. <laughs> dormant for the Diamondbacks. This is an old one? Uh, it says two, January two 14th, old? 2017. Well, yeah. Uh, when did he sign with Arizona? Was it before this last season? Well, it was this past year. Oh. Well, yeah, Joel, well. you're dating yourself. All right, number three, Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Yeah, uh, those aren't that bad. They're black and white. Well, yeah. usually their Classic teams are better though. off with simpler uniform designs as opposed to something overly ornate. But man, those things are just so plain. Okay. That's what they say. All right, number four, Toronto Raptors. Yeah, that's not good. This is yeah. the fault of the team name. Not yeah, I think the, so. The, like you're, you, when you yeah. name your team dinosaur. the Raptors, you put yourself, you paint yourself in a very terrible corner. Yeah. But they, they don't qualify that. And I think. Worst uniforms that's associated to quality of mascot. So yeah. I'd have to say they also complain about how plain they are, though. <sighs> what? Yeah, said so they're just I, too darn My plain. complaint would be the stupid raptor. Well, the latest the version comes around as a bit too blah. How is he going to dribble a basketball with the big claws? Don't with know. His little raptor arms. <laughs> Number five, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it's not great. I, I mean, do. I feel like there's so many big predatory cat uniforms that it's hard to to make a splash there. Yeah. Uh, they pretty much have had the same look since the day of Kerry Collins, so their problem is that it's just the same. They're not evolving. Well, it feels very 90s. Yeah, They're th- like they... that 90s teal. Yeah, but then they also they haven't existed as a franchise for long enough to have a uniform change, in my opinion. I think they should every four or five years. Keep it fresh. Mm. The NFL actually has a rule. I you can't do it uh, more than every five. Oh, really? Because teams want to do it so everyone has to go out and buy the new hat. That makes sense. Buy the new jerseys. The NFL actually has a rule that's like you can't make substantial oh. change uh, sooner than every five years. What that's a remarkable protection sense. for the consumer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I don't know. I, they I, complain that it's boring. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, uh, but not bad. They know. want the M wearing a cowboy hat logo. Oh, uh, I don't know though. Here, here's the thing: <laughs> I feel like the the danger of the Maverick as the mascot is going too creative. Nah, so I'd almost argue that it could be so much worse. You got to give them a little credit for not being that bad. That's fair. Number seven: the Detroit Pistons. What? That's fucking bullshit. That's a classic. Yeah. The Pistons. Well, it's just a basketball. Boring. Yeah, they said the that red, they would opt to wear these generic jerseys when the Bad Boys era jerseys are just sitting there waiting to be brought back. They're the same. They just wear a slightly updated version of the yeah, Bad Boys. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Now, granted, the the horse with the piston that, that was, was off. That was terrible. Yeah, the deal was awful. That. Yeah. That's what they're talking Seems about. Seems like Steve Polinero, the guy that wrote this, his biggest problem is boring. You know, like boring stuff. Mm. I I mean, I would. In fairness, I'd go hard the other way, that I would much rather have boring than we tried to do something cool and failed miserably. That's fair. Which is at odds with my attitude about most art. But Well, here we go. Coming up next, the Anaheim Ducks. 
Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially well, the bronze as a color. Honestly, they Man. as much as I mock them for it, they would have been better sticking with mm-hmm. their association with the Disney movie. It's kind of like sad that they're like, oh, we're not that anymore because now we're the ducks. It's like, no. No, you're the no. Disney movie. Yeah. You, yeah. you quack and you do a V. They, they're complaining there's too many colors. Just yeah. too many okay. colors. I mean, that's one of my... Fair enough. Number nine, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. I'm fine with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's not a great mascot. It but feels aggressively 70s. That's, that's their true. problem, is that it's too old But school. hey, that's that's what what, what else the do you have AFL to celebrate? AFL was. Yeah. yeah, right? The Jets. The Chargers. The <laughs> Dolphins. The history of the Dolphins is also aggressively 70s, because that's the only period when they had any success. So. Oh, Hey-o. face cake. Face cake. Uh, number 10, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> what? That's it's just another classic. case of too much going on here. What the fuck is he talking about? There's hardly anything going Dude, on. The jerseys are way too busy. If the Falcons have the... Oh, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. And they think they should move on from the Michael Vick era. It's okay. tainted, I guess. Wow, what a colossally... There's so many tainted eras. That, okay, you know what? We're not even going to address how terrible that All is. All right, number 11, the Cincinnati Bengals... Nope, I'm going to disagree again. What? The striped helmets? I think the yeah, Bengals have for a great three jersey. decades? Yes, you don't change it when you've got a classic. All right, whatever. Uh, number 12, the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, again, there's nothing you can do with that mascot. So It's just terrible. But even the way that it's designed, it looks like a, like a cheap Vegas hotel. The way that New Orleans is written and everything. Yeah, yeah that's correct. That's my commentary, not his, because it's good. actually good. <laughs> Uh, number 13, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep, I mean, those those are not great. It's kind of a tacky blue. It's not a great mascot. Aggressively 90s. Yeah. Yep. Well, here's, a, here's a quick uh, note that the uh, guy says. Six teams from Florida cracked this list. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not surprising. Yeah. Well, they're all yeah. expansion teams in whatever league they're right? in. Of course yeah. they are, because Florida sucks. Uh, number 14, the Tennessee Titans. Their logo's nicknamed the Flaming Thumbtack. That's not great. That's kind of funny. That's that's great. That's a rough one. Number 15, the Minnesota Vikings. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't love the purple. I will say that. See, I think they make it work. I think they do. I mean, like, I don't love well, the purple. Well, make it work. Yeah. I, Horns I, coming off your helmet. Make it work. The fact that you're quoting, what, Project Runway? Tim Gunn. The yeah. NFL mascot? I'm Tim Gunn. But no, they got, they got that awesome guy with a long mustache. It's, no, that, that's, a, that's a great one. Number 16, Dallas Stars. How could you argue? They're, the stars. they're so green. It's so green. It's green from head to toe. It's like your little elf man. I feel like there's others that the I dislike icy more. little elf man. Uh, number 17, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, those are pretty bad, actually. Yeah, there's just too much yeah. purple, and you'd scrap their alternate black jerseys and stay away from their uniforms. It's terrible. Number 18, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I mean, that's got that cool, like the the orca biting into like the yeah. hockey stick, and it's like that totem pole uh, right. northwestern sort of American, Northwest yeah. Native American, like daily. the blue and green thing. It's just weird. Oh, well, fuck him. I, I think blue and green are an awesome color. Well, this one I think you'll agree with. Number 19, the Cleveland Browns. It's 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 would, not a great I color. Would, it's a well, weird color. It looks like Halloween air day. Firstly, let's not confuse associating the history of the franchise with the uniform. No, but it looks like you're a, a, a McDonald's pumpkin. It's one of those. I, it's 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 a classic look yeah. that is bad. Yeah. I guess I like the Cleveland Browns, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's hard to argue with the fact that it's like it's orange. 
You your it's name is the color. It's orange and brown. Your different color is the yeah. It does doesn't. Work. All right, number twenty, Orlando Magic. Yeah, that's terrible. Can't yeah, do a lot with that name. Bad. Can't, they can't hate do a lot with the magic. Hate yeah. it. Uh, number twenty one, Cleveland Cavs. Yeah, I don't think I've ever ditched the yellow jerseys. Oh, those yeah, are the, those, those are not great. Yeah, but yeah. Number twenty two, the Los Angeles Clippers. No, I like the Clippers. I think I mean the, obviously a terrible franchise, but. I mean, not that it made the worst franchise list, but sure. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, all right. There's not a lot to do with that. They like, call it an aesthetic tragedy. Wow, that seems a he little really excessive. hates it. Well, yeah. we're getting to the end of the list. Uh, totally unnecessary black trim and the generic font. Yeah, th- that's going deeper on on fashion than I can. But. That's to- I know. <laughs> uh, number twenty four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, oh, you, uh, I, I'm now, okay. I like the so bucks. many of these. I feel like a replacement. I level. guess I like the classic bucks more than I like the, what the creamsicle era that they're dissing on here. They hated it all the way through. Oh no. I liked, I liked the old one before the change. God, that was in like the mid nineties. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a good change at the Talking time. About like Warren Sapp era. era. Yeah. And number 25, say it with me. The Jacksonville Jaguars. What could you possibly find wrong with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, you know, I'm uh, going to agree with this one. The teal and the black. Yeah, the half black. Yeah, weird. It's a, the way they do it, they do not do it well. It looks like it comes from the XFL is what they say. It does kind of, of look that's XFL. A, that's a fair observation, I suppose. Yeah. We were so catty through these. I love <laughs> it. And that brings it end to another wide world of the Weird Sports Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to welcome back Senator Bernie Sanders to give you our contact information. That's me. Should have been president, but that's okay. You can find me on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash Bernie Sanders. No, that's uh, twitter.com uh, slash Bernie Sanders. Bernie, you can donate $27. That's right, all I need. But, but our social media. Uh, oh, their social media yeah. is twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, don't donate your money. Buy my book. Or you can find no, 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 it. Go on, ahead and donate your money. You can uh, find it on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Bernie Sanders. And while you're there, make sure to hit again, that like button. Yeah, our, uh, our or face, you can Facebook. find Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, say Bernie Sa- at Bernie Sanders is on this episode. So all you Bernie, Bernie Kratz, come on out. Enjoy yourself. Or you can find all of the back episodes at, uh, at uh, soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Then go to that search bar. Look for my appearances, Bernie Sanders. I'm on this. This is my third time on the podcast. Every single one uh, made it very clear why I should have been president. They, they, they were fair. also they were excellent interviews. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Bernie. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. I'm really sorry I was so late to this. I, I feel terrible. I want the listeners at home to know. How badly I dicked you guys over. It's very late, and it's entirely my fault, and then it was completely avoidable, and I I, I lay myself at the mercy You're making of me late for the thing I have to do next with this apology. <sighs> I just can't win. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.